Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to today's podcast. We have with us a very special guest that we've known for a good number of years, Dr. Gene Little. He has been one of our teachers in our International School of Ministry. He and his wife take care of our house in Jerusalem, and he is an author, and he's going to share with us about his latest book, Final Harvest, The End of the Age. So we're delighted to have with us Gene Little. And Gene, you have been on staff here since about 1991, I think. And you've been at serving at the House of Peace since, what, 1999? We've been at the House of Peace over 20 years in Jerusalem. And this is the first year that we just haven't made our annual uh, pilgrimage to Jerusalem and yeah. back. Yeah. And, uh, but it's been a, a year Despite the setbacks, a year of blessing, too. Yeah, and the Lord spoke to you something about writing this year, and that yes. that all fit together with what's been going on. Yes. At the beginning of the year, I used to take time, like so many others do, and just get before the Lord and quiet and say, Lord, what about this year? Can I? What would you have me to do, or what would you have me to lead? And I heard the voice of the Lord, that soft, still voice, say, this is going to be a year of writing. And I said, yes, Lord, it's been the desire of my heart. But... He didn't say anything about this pandemic that's afflicted us. (laughs) Nobody knew. (laughs) So what began going on in your heart that caused you to write this book about Final Harvest? I've had a number of books on my heart, and I've just really been fascinated with the words of Jesus, especially dwelling on end times. And, Lord, what, what will the world look like? We know it's going to be like the days of Noah. We know that there's going to be a spirit of lawlessness. And I, as I just, uh, I went to Matthew 24. And in Matthew 24, that was the premise for the whole book, is the words of Jesus that were the disciples had come to him. And as he departed from the temple, they showed up and they said, you know, do you not see all these things? Uh, that's what Jesus said to the disciples. And he said, not one stone shall be left upon another. And so as he sat on the Mount of Olives, this was the premise for my book. The disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, what will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So I started meditating and looking on that and drew out an outline as to where do you want me to go with this? And so we had the questions there, many people are not only fascinated with end times, they want to know what are the signs of your coming? I don't think it's so much of the signs, but it's to be ready. Right. And Mm -hmm. uh, so many of us were concerned with signs and forgetting. And the parable that really strikes me is of the 10 virgins, the five that were wise and the five that were foolish, and that the five that were wise were prepared in case things had a long dark night or the bridegroom was delayed, and they took the extra oil. So I also bring that there. But first of all is I looked at the signs of his coming, and there are signs if we really want to know, Mm -hmm. uh, Lord. The paramount is that, as the Lord Lord said that not only are there going to be here of wars and rumors of wars, but, you know, nation is going to come against nation and there's going to be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. 
Well, how often we just scan over that, and now we're in a worldwide pestilence. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think that we can say that this is definitive. I think there's still other things to happen yet. Oh, yeah. Follow Mm -hmm. Damascus, or you could say that uh, there's many other things that have to happen, but this is sure a sign that we're in the beginning of the labor pains. And as Pastor Mark Bristow Uh, who I know and has been on mission trips with, he said, we're in the shadow of the end times. I believe that's Mm -hmm. where we are. But I believe this pestilence that we've been through, this pandemic is a real wake-up call that the times as we've known are are not the same anymore. And I believe it's a call of the Spirit of God to come back Mm -hmm. to him. And so when we look at some of the end times signs that we see easy is that spirit of lawlessness that we've seen afflicting this country oh, wow. just uh, yeah. uh, out of, you know, and, and I know some of it may be connected with the election, but, and it's not just our country. I see there's a real offense in, in other countries where we've had people raising, but we've always had a certain amount of lawlessness in this world that people rebelling against uh, the boundaries and the settings of God. But he sits in the heavens and laughs. Yeah. So the title of the book that I have is Final Harvest. And we, we look at that, that I believe there's two harvests that are coming and the final harvest of both. One is that the Lord is going to send his angels out with the sickle and reap the earth. And that this is a time really that we're in the shadow of where this reaping will be. It will be so suddenly you won't have time to turn around to repent or to mm-hmm. to reconsider your life. But it's like the writing on the wall for the, the, the you know, there that we see in the Old Testament there. The book that, of Daniel. Yeah, that his, his uh, time was done. Yeah with and and that night so we need to live in that spirit of expectancy of not only if we're one of his we need to look up and rejoice for a redemption draweth nigh but if we're not then we're under grace to come in and and turn away from our wicked ways and come back so final harvest is not only that but in the book of joel uh, the prophet writes, before that terrible and great day of the Lord, I am going to send my spirit once again upon here. And so I said, Lord, how are you going to do that? I'm really expecting it because when we look at it right now, just the way the situation is and the labor pains out here that you might think like, Lord, is there any hope? Is things just getting worse? But part of what my premise is, is that his spirit is coming and I'm looking forward to that spirit of revival. And I believe it's going to start this year. I believe even though we've got a month or two left that that great spirit of the Lord is going to fall upon this nation, this people and the world. And Mm -hmm. so I want to first look at a couple of end time signs that uh, people may not be aware of. And, you know, so much that we have that people are looking for the end time sign of the beast. You know, we're going to get mm-hmm. the, the uh, you don't want to take the mark, the mark of the beast that's coming. And I know there's a lot of uh, area concern over taking the chip. That, that might be it. And yeah. you can get a chip uh, today in your hand uh, that is small, like smaller grain of rice. And 
There are companies in Sweden and other places that have urged their employees to take this chip, and they can use it for security to open doors with, or they can mm. shop with it. They don't have to have their cards anymore. They can just scan it as they go through the register. But I think the final end time mark of the beast is going to be much worse than that. You're going to be, either you have no choice. If if you take that mark, then you're going to be doomed. And there's no getting rid of that mark. And or, whereas you can have a little chip be removed. But I found out in my research that Elon Musk, and he has formed SpaceX and PayPal, an electronic payment firm, and uh, he is developing something called Neuralink. And Neuralink is a more than a chip. They're implanting microelectrodes into your brain. And then you can get this implantation right right in, into your brain. Okay. And he's saying that it may help you if you're suffering from Parkinson's disease or oh. if you've got, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's off the tree of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And so there's areas of this uh, chip that they're, it's the next wonder thing to bring back people that are paralyzed. But he's looking for volunteers this year to get it implanted in mm. your brain. And so you can go to Neuralink. Not only that, but he wants full. <laughs> symbiosis with artificial intelligence that you hooked up to a computer and that you can type by thought or you can they're not sure all what can be done with this but as that computer is programmed you can be programmed and Mm -hmm. uh, i just think it's in the forefront of what's happening how far is man going to pursue artificial intelligence to rule our world Mm -hmm. and so you know it says in the end that the earth shall be filled with the knowledge and the glory of the lord as the waters cover the sea that's right i want to bypass man's man's knowledge and go with the knowledge and fullness of the Lord and believe God that the earth will be filled with that and uh, that even though it tarry we're going to wait for it it's surely going to come and so that was the vision of Habakkuk that the earth shall be filled with the knowledge and the glory of the Lord and uh, Lord I appeal for that not that something that Elon Musk is going to event and it's going to be uh, working with computers and that we're all going to be like the bionic man. Mm-hmm. But I want to be guided by the Spirit of the Lord and, and that we have that. The other sign end times, I have just two more before we go on, and it is the Nile River. Yeah, Ezekiel and Isaiah prophesy that in the end times and in Ezekiel 29, 12, and in also in Ezekiel 30, verses 23 and 26. And it's not just in Ezekiel, it's in Isaiah and it's in Zechariah. Three different prophecies about the Nile River drying up. Wow. And, uh, you know, the Muslims say that proves our Bible is false because these things have never happened. It's the oldest and the longest river in the world. Yet the Lord says, and I'm going to read this out of Ezekiel 29. Uh, verse 12, that I'll make the land of Egypt desolate in the midst of the countries that are desolate, and all her cities among the cities that are laid waste shall be desolate 40 years, and I'll scatter the Egyptians among the nations. But not only that, but the Lord is going to dry up the land, and it's going to be from the Tower of Syene all the way up to a land far away. And that is Isaiah 19, 6. It says, the greatest threat to the Nile River comes from a country turning the rivers far away. Now, if you keep up on the news, 
this is where we are. And people in Jerusalem always ask me, where are we at in the Bible? This mm -hmm. is happening right now, that the nation of Ethiopia is forming one of the largest dams in the world. It's called the Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam. And it's almost completed. They will have a pool behind it larger than the city of London. Mm. And it's going to be an electrical-powered dam. It's going to furnish power for 10 countries. Wow. But they're damming up the Blue Nile. And the Blue Nile joins with the White Nile at Khartoum. And then it flows down to the Aswan Dam. And it's uh, yeah. part of that is it affects 85% of the waters that wow. come through. It's very seasonal. And even Egypt has threatened to go to war against Ethiopia, that uh, you have 100 million people in Egypt. They mostly, 95%, live al along the Nile River. Mm -hmm. You have 110 million in Ethiopia. This is going to make Ethiopia a player in the world of uh, not only uh, power and fuel and electronics. It's going to make it into a stronger nation there. And prior to this, the country of Ethiopia has been very poor, but this is going to bring it into the forefront of nations with uh, this power being generated, giving yeah. its people that. But it's going to affect the Aswan Dam. It's going to affect how mm. much water comes into Aswan Dam, and it's going to slow down Egypt's power production. Not only that, but as it, it says in here, the Tower of Syene, and that is an old word that means Aswan. And then mm, the wow. Lord is going to affect that uh, out there. And there never was really a tower there that anybody could look at. But if you Google that today, the Aswan Dam, they have a tower. It's called the Lotus Tower. And the hmm. Lotus Tower is right there by the Aswan Dam. I can just see prophecy coming to pass here when this is wow. going to affect and go, well, Lord, why do you want to affect those poor Egyptians? Yeah, you know, but I really believe that God has higher things in sight. Yeah. And he said he's going to scatter the Egyptians for 40 years. Wow. Now, I don't hmm. know if this is going to be a, a, a diminutive, you might say, a, just a real 40 years, or God's using that as a as a type and a shadow of something, but he's going to cause the Egyptians to be scattered. And we look at there's so many refugees being scattered now throughout the world, and I'm going to get to that just in a second. But he's going to scatter the Egyptians because he wants the Egyptians to come back to him. That's right. And often we think that, well, it takes often when you're in a hard place and Egypt is still a hard place to live. There's so many millions of poor people there and they're living on a dollar or two a day. And uh, there is ten, there's a, uh, a remnant there that are part of the Coptic church though. And yeah. that they are, you know, love the Lord, but yet God is going to use the rest of this country. I believe he's going to scatter them out but yet he's going to bring them back to where they're going to cause to worship the Lord yes. and know the Lord. And that's part of this harvest was that the Lord is interested in bringing as many people as he can back in this final harvest. Let's not let the devil capture any more souls. Let's bring them back. Let's redeem them out of Islam and let's yes. bring them back. And so there's a scriptures that you can find that in Isaiah 19:21 says that the Lord Lord says, shall be known in Egypt, and the Egyptians shall know the Lord in that day, and shall do sacrifice and 
prayers and they shall vow a vow to the Lord. So that's what Isaiah is saying in 19. That's going to happen. They're going to bless Israel. And we can see that is the forefront of the Isaiah 19 highway that's yes. coming. Yeah. But, you know, we, we have that. The second sign that I, that I see is in Revelation where the Lord said he's going to dry up the Euphrates River and uh, go like, why? You know, there's there's a drying up of the rivers that's happening. And this drying up of the Euphrates, which is in Revelation, is happening already. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Lord, are we getting ahead of time or where are we? I don't know, but God is God. The reason the Euphrates is drying up is the nation of Turkey has built 22 dams wow. up there. And these dams have reduced the flow of the Euphrates River down to just a trickle, down to a creek or whatever. Wow. And uh, I believe that, uh, you know, is this this a sign to me? It's a sign that we need to be watchful that the Lord, the day of the Lord is drawing near. And the day of the Lord is coming. Not only is that, but it said about the four angels that are that are chained up in the in bottom, bottom of the Euphrates River. Yeah. And it gets me wondered, Lord, are you loosening the chains they've got? They're not at the bottom of the river anymore. <laughs> it's, uh, But let's look at it in the, in the time that we have left is that we can look at the signs and maybe be troubled about that or be worried about that. But, you know, if you truly love the Lord, you're going to know that I want you to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Absolutely. And that it's time to not only we have to live in a state of readiness mm-hmm. that we know that, yes, it could be today. But it's a time that the late Billy Graham said that. And I heard this on the radio once. He said, what if I knew if the Lord was coming back in three years? He said, would I go out and uh, just preach the word? He said, no, I would spend two years preparing myself. I would spend two years either going to Bible school or being in the word and, and just preparing myself. And then he said, after those two years of preparation, I'd go out and preach night and day. He said, I'd go out there because he'd have a knowledge and depth of the word to go out and preach the gospel that the Lord was coming. And I believe that's a word for all of us is that this is a time during this pandemic to preach and and to prepare, to get ready for what a greater revival is coming. Because as I've looked at this, We've had the words of the prophets. Many of you may have heard uh, Kent Christmas just mm-hmm. through the return saying what God's going to do. God's not locked up in a box somewhere. He sees this state of the world here, and yet he wants to, you know, it takes sometimes troubled times mm-hmm. to bring people back to say, uh, you know, there's a saying, said there are no atheists in foxholes. And yeah. during the heat of battle, you start crying out to God or making yeah. promises there. And it takes through this uh, pandemic, I believe that God, if we look past the pandemic, that people are are preparing. Bible sales have gone up. Uh, we look at, uh, there's been churches in England that uh, have said that, uh, you know, they, they've had online courses and people are signed up for that. I mean, what can you do? Sharon and Phil, there there are no sports activities, not movies. Uh, you are uh, even yeah. in Israel today. They are in a lockdown where you have to be prisoners uh, in your houses, yeah. so to speak. It's a time to, I think, draw closer to God, and He'll draw closer to you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So I looked at some of the words of the prophets 
this year. And uh, Dutch Sheets, he's a prophetic voice to the ecclesia. He called, he said that God's divine reversal isn't finished, that the exposing the evil will continue as will the turnaround. This year, 2020, is a hinge year. And that means the door to America's great revival and resurrection will swing fully open this year if we, the praying church, persist. I'm looking for, and, and it was the whole premise of this book, is that the Holy Spirit, that in the midst of this, we think that things can't get any worse, they are going to get better. That they are, that the Spirit of God is going to come upon this mm-hmm. land. The Lord sees, the, when we look at the harvest, and I looked at the whole, what it meant by harvesting. And the cover of my book shows the wheat yeah, and their beautiful. wheat that yeah. is bending down. Beautiful. And when it bends down, the farmer knows that, uh, you know, the, the grain is ripe and it's time for the harvest. And the Lord sees that this is time for a harvest of revival. Do you know we had Bob Jones and he prophesied that in 1975 he was taken up to heaven and he was a prophetic voice the lord spoke to him the lord said i'm going to bring in 1 billion souls and many of them will be youth to myself in one of the greatest awakenings of all time i'm going to glorify myself beyond anything that has ever happened that has been done in scripture the glory is here to stay it will never leave again. And the glorious preparation for a harvest beyond imagination. One great harvest, one great increase of over a billion souls. Hallelujah. There's eight billion people in the world today, mm-hmm. too. But I think we got to have faith for a billion, and then why not? Let's have faith for more. Yeah, I, yes, I think one no. billion is way too small. One billion is <laughs> way too small. So... I want to bring you also a word that Charlie Champ has, and he's a man gifted in the prophetic. He's been on Sid Roth quite a bit. He heard the Lord proclaim just last year. I'm going to read what he heard the Lord. It said that I'm raising up my hidden ones, my holy ones, my separated ones, my anointed ones. They'll come out of hiding. They'll come out of the eagle's nest in this hour. In a desert land, I found them. In a barren and howling waste, I saw them. I shielded them and cared for them. I guarded them as the apple of my eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, that spreads the wings to catch them and carries them aloft. They'll come forth in this hour as pure vessels to used by me to shake the earth with heavenly decrees. Mm. We're looking, and I'm believing God. Just like the prophet Elijah there where the servant was so afraid. They said, I see all these armies around us and that we're surrounded. And he prayed, Lord, open my servant's eyes. Open his eyes and may see the angels around us. Often in this hour we get concerned. We look at all the rioting and the lawlessness. We look at the turmoil that's happening in the pandemic. And we can get consumed by fears. Lord said, fear not, flock. You know, he'd never leave us nor forsake us. But the Lord is raising up his hidden ones in this hour. You may feel like, Lord, what impact have I made or will I made? But we have to leave that to him, that uh, he's raising up you. 
He's raising up high in this hour and pulling us out of the shadows. And he's going to use us in great and marvelous ways. Whether it is just in some simple thing or not, I leave it to the Lord what Mm -hmm. he would call greatness. But the Lord is going to use us. My advice to all of us is to study his word, get in his word, get in prayer, get in and pray, Lord, cry out, Lord, use me. I want to be one of your ministers of glory. You know, Elijah thought he was alone till the Lord showed him he had another 7,000 who had not bowed their knees toward Baal, okay? God has his hidden ministers. Yes, he does. He knows the right hour to bring them out. We've seen so much the church on the back roads and being in California that they've been held back and masked, if it will, and not being able to meet. And yet, I have... Uh, God is doing great things. He's bringing the church out of the church. That's right. And and Mm -hmm. business is not going to be as usual anymore. We can see that, uh, what is the, Stephen Folk, I think is his name, and he is raising up something called Riots to Revival. He is going from place to place. Recently, somebody interviewed him, and he is Sean, Sean Falk is his name, and of Hold the Line Ministries. And he's gone from Seattle to Kenosha. He's gone up to California to Portland. And this is an interview. He said, white, black, Hispanic, we claim and released our song of hope over this city that was Portland. People gave their life to Jesus. Hundreds of people were baptized, people in the river. There was so much joy that took over the streets. They had between 4,000 and 7,000 people come to wow. the Lord. Wow. I, Praise God. I think it's in our approach. How do we approach? And the Lord's looking for new wine to come in and approach these hidden ones or maybe these youth that we can bring back the youth in there. I have people in in my life that are youth that are far away. They want nothing to do with the Lord. And either the shaking here, God knows how to bring up a stirring of revival in there. It's true. Um, In California, they have something called an ocean edge revival. They can't meet in the (laughs) churches. So in Orange Park, they've gone down to the beaches, and they've had revivals there. They've had a group at Orange Park. They call it Saturate Orange County, and they've Mm. had at least 2,000 people meet, and they're vision is to go out and bring in another 50,000. And then uh, the man that's part of it, he's another street preacher, and this may be the year of the street preachers to come in. Yeah. And uh, he said that uh, we want to make sure the church has left the building and go out and, <laughs> and, and, and do that. So I'm praying and believing God for great and marvelous things that we may look at the pandemic You may have your eyes on the lawlessness. You may have your eyes on some of the signs that the Lord is drawing near. But I also look for a great harvest. God doesn't want to leave any souls without hearing that last call. That's right. That uh, it's not time that walk away. I believe I have such a great and mighty final harvest. And then comes the end. Then comes the judgment. And uh, we don't want to be here for the final judgment in there. Only those that have had such hardened hearts and evil ways that uh, will see the sign of God coming in the sun, in the skies. And uh, I don't know about you, but I get excited. These are exciting times to live in. Yes. Amen. And, and so 
I'm Sally. We have this book available through Global Outpouring Bookstore. Globaloutpouring.org. You can go to the, the web store there and order Final Harvest by Dr. Jean Little. Yep. Um, what, what other books do you have? I have seven other books. The General Speak is one of yeah, them? Yeah, The General Speak is uh, more of a life on uh, Gwen Shaw and uh, some of the others, advice and practicalities, not only on uh, preaching and teaching, but also on uh, just uh, how they came into the ministry. Uh, I have one of the books, and, and to me, writing books is like having children, each one. <laughs> uh, you want to see some of, you know, done well, and, and others are, 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 you're looking for the betterment. But I've written each one under an anointing and fasting and prayer. And uh, Jerusalem, lest I forget that's the a, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. devotional I've done for uh, 52, uh, one a week that you could look at, and usually we do them as Shabbat readings. Then uh, we have uh, Wellspring of Wisdom is about the parables that Jesus spoke, and I I love that one. And then uh, The Mystery of Islam is about uh, what God wants to do. It talks about uh, not only Muslims, but I believe for a great revival. It also helps you understand how the Muslim mindset works. Yes. What, What do they believe? What so that you don't approach somebody without an understanding. Yes, you need to learn how to witness. Part of what God's doing is the refugees that are coming into Europe. And Mm -hmm. I believe that because of these refugees... uh, And there's a lot here, too. Yeah, that God is reviving Christianity in Europe through refugees. They may be the least likely agents, but they're coming to know Yeshua. They're coming Hallelujah. to know Jesus. And even though they've been around in their country, that it's getting the church out of the church where they have to minister to the refugees. The refugees are seeking after the Lord as well. Beautiful. So we're Beautiful. looking at signs of revival. You know, one, one thing that has happened through this you know, pandemic, you know, the generation today, a lot of the youth, they will not darken the door of a church. You know, many, not even youth, many will not go to a church. But now it's like church without walls. It's out where people can reach them. But this would have not happened had not this pandemic made things change it's the true. way we do things. Yeah. And so really it's all about the great global outpouring where God is going to pour out his spirit upon Man. all flesh. That's Hallelujah. what this final harvest is all about at the end of the age as the new age comes. And I don't mean new age the way other people age. I mean the age of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're in that we're in that night season. You know, the day begins with night. And so we you know, things get dark as the new day begins. That, that's the way it was in Genesis. You know, God said the evening and the morning were the first day. So we've entered into this sort of dark time where it's really the beginning of the new day. And as the sun rises, it's going to be the sun of righteousness rising with the healing in his wings. And he's here with us in the midst of it all. And he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh in this great, glorious global outpouring. Get ready. Get ready. Amen. And he's coming. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the good news of God's global outpouring. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, connect with us, get a link to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. You can browse our online bookstore for amazing anointed material. 
Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. Thank you.